This is Design Driven, the podcast about using design thinking to build great products in lasting companies. Whether you're running a startup or trying something new inside a Fortune 1000, the tools, methods, and insights we talk about will help you create things people love. And now, your host, Jay Cornelius. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we've got a longtime friend and, and uh, industry design leader, Greg Story. Uh, he's been uh, leading design at organizations of all sizes, including owning his own agency, started a design leadership function at IBM, led design at USAA, was on the design leadership team at Envision. Uh, so has seen kind of the full spectrum of, of what design looks like in, in many different size and shape organizations. And um, uh, one of the people I respect most when it comes to how to get things done uh, well and get them done at a high level of quality and get them done uh, efficiently. So Greg, good to chat with you again, man. Welcome back. Yeah. Good to be back. So you and I had a brief conversation a week or so ago and, and the topic came up, you know, why, why do so many companies of, of all sizes really just struggle to do design well? I think there's still a fundamental misunderstanding of, of what design does and, and kind of what to expect from design. Uh, I think some of that is, is on us in that we, we still haven't really, um, we, we haven't done a, a, what I would say, a, a complete job in, in terms of, of getting the word out there, getting kind of the, the, the message of what, what do you use design for? How do you use it? How does it snap into place? Some of that, I think, is still because design is still relatively young. Everybody, you know, we've been at this for, what, 10 plus years in its uh, current form. Uh, and I think that there, there's been some expectations of, hey, we've been at this for 10 years. Everybody should get it now. Um, right. and, and that's just not the case. Like, it, this is going to tuck in everybody. This is going to take a while. Uh, nobody likes change. Uh, not that many people like change. And large scale enterprise companies uh, really don't like change. They, they want the innovation. They want the, the transformation or, you know, it's kind of, so they say, but they, you know, when it comes to actually doing the, the work or having to make some tough choices, which uh, is a result of, of, you know, massive change that becomes harder, right? It's, it's easier to, to talk about. It's easy to think about, but when yeah. you have to start moving all the parts and, and, you know, if you change one thing, that's going to have an impact on 15 things, which has an impact on 200 things. Um, right. It, it just, it, it becomes difficult and, and it just, it, it's, it takes time. It takes stamina. It takes resilience. And, uh, you know, it's just, um, uh, it, and and we're humans, so uh, you know these things like you and I talked about kind of earlier. Is it's a little bit like exercise, right? In that, or or like, hey, stop eating red meat. Um, you know, stop stop doing these things, or at least you know curb them, and and you'll have better impact on your health, your longevity, all that kind of stuff. But let's face it, that's that could be hard to do for some folks, right? Yeah, and and this is the same thing. Like it's it's no different. Yeah, and you know, change is is obviously difficult, um, kind of no matter what. If it's just one human or a group of humans trying to do something, it can also be expensive. It can be scary. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, your point about we've only been doing this for, you know, 10, 15 years, maybe, you know, when it comes to creating products or creating things that people use on screens, that's a new discipline relatively when we yeah. think about things like architecture or medicine, where these things have been happening since humans started forming civilizations, you know, thousands of years ago, those, those, those disciplines, you know, those studies, those sciences, uh, and, and the art of them, you know, is pretty well ingrained in society. We understand how that stuff works. What we're doing is, you know, creating stuff to be used on screens uh, borrows a lot of the same motions, if you will. But for some reason, it's still scary. People people see it as something that, um, uh, it, it, well, it's misunderstood. And you use the word design. I say you, but we use the word design. And people think that that means cosmetics. People think that means art. And it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, design now also means, you know, potentially like transformation. So Right. How confusing is it that you come and say, I'm a designer, and that can mean anything from like, I design, you know, things that you use with a screen. It could mean uh, some type of some form of research. Uh, it can also mean uh, some, you know, design thinking activities, you know, to yep. collaborate and, and design also means facilitating that collaboration. So we've, we have packed a lot of stuff into this word design, where it also still means in a, in a lot of places in the world, you know, presentation decks, uh, graphic design, you know, marketing collateral. Uh, it, we, like I said, we, we have not, I think, done a good job of helping to helping our organizations, helping our, our clients or customers understand what it is that we do exactly, all the things that we do, how it is different. And and even like where you might use use those things, uh, and and then not not just to like give a presentation, but this is, you know, we've got to win a lot more hearts and minds, uh, and right. I think there's you know I've observed that there's just not a lot of uh, how would I put afforded trust between uh, it, like all all of it engineering teams product teams the business. Uh, you know, legal marketing, like all mm-hmm. the all the facets of business. There, there's some kind of level of like, I don't know you, and I don't know you know exactly what you do. All I do know is somehow you've sweet talked some people into funding. You know these crazy cool design spaces. You got my head count. You know, in the last two or three years, or you stole my head count. Uh, you know, th- th- there's all these things that have been. Uh, I think too that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about, but uh, some some sort of like negative impact on others in the organization. And you know, design comes in and kind of says, "Hey, thank God we're here. We're gonna fix everything, right?" Yeah. Uh, so yeah. cavalier, and and even when it's the nicest people saying it, and and it is all from the best intentions. Uh, but you know, again, when when you're like the the new shiny object that comes in and and says, "This is going to change everything. It's going to fix all everything," and it, it's just it's not necessarily the best way to go about it. You know, even though we know that there's great outcomes that come from you know the good practice of design, uh, th- there's a whole element here of of uh, uh, you know operations and uh, people and uh, yep. you know. 
that that I don't know that we've we've fully considered yet or fully didn't consider a couple of years ago. You know, and yeah, we're having, yeah. that's we're we're dealing with the the outcome of that now. Um, design systems that get stood up and nobody wants to adopt them, uh, or and and they can't. The constraints uh, that that the the products live in. Um, transformation initiatives that just did not really win hearts and minds hasn't really uh, become a part of the, the the culture as much as as everybody would like. Uh, and I'd say too, like even we've got design programs that are starting to fall apart because uh, we didn't build up uh, proper uh, career ladders, you know, leadership structures, but also apprenticeship training. Uh, even mentorship in some places like the, there's just all these things that just happen in a, in a rapid function. And so I wouldn't call it, I'm not going to call it a house of cards, but we've got a lot of work to do to kind of re, I feel like we have a lot of work to do to kind of reshore uh, the, the foundation of, of what design means in the next 10, 20 years and, and fill in the the gaps, fill in the holes. Yeah. And, you know, some of it, I, I believe, is um, a byproduct of just how rapidly things happened. You know, if mm -hmm. we look back to the Industrial Revolution and you know, we're building factories and railroads and all of these things to, to support the rapid growth and expansion of, you know, specifically you know, here in the U.S., there were a lot of mistakes made and there were a lot of people who lost a lot of money and there were a lot of fantastic things built at the same time. But it took a while to instill some structure in all of the disciplines that supported that so that we could have confidence that people were going to do their jobs. You know, this is where we started seeing accreditation in, in different fields. Like you had building codes suddenly start to get you know, uh, much more detailed so that you know, when you stick some, you know, a skyscraper up built out of steel, uh, that it wasn't going to fall over. And that people were going to be safe working in all these different environments. And we don't have that kind of rigor in digital products yet. Mm -hmm. um, we're trying to instill that kind of rigor and we're trying to understand more about you know, what are the, the kind of hidden implications of the things that we're building. But we just don't have enough history to really build that. And I think there's a, the, as you were talking about the way that organizations work, you know, the word that keeps coming to, to my mind is trust, like different parts of, of businesses just don't have a lot of confidence and trust in designers, in the process, in, um, uh, you know, the activities and the different things that we're doing. There just hasn't been enough time really for, for, to develop that, that trust. And in a lot of cases, um, many designers and many design organizations simply haven't earned that trust because they just haven't done a good job. Big plus one, completely agree with, with all of that. It's just, I was having a conversation with a, uh, a professor of uh, design at the university of California Davis this week. And we were talking about how it would be really interesting to go back into other kind of practices of design. Like you mentioned um, uh, architecture, what happened with with architects, like the practice of architecture uh, at, at the beginning, you know, what what kind of phases did they go through to kind of get to a point where um, you know now there's there are not only government standards, uh, there's you know professional standards, there's accreditation. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can't can't just uh, say one day I'm going to be an architect and just start knocking out blueprints, right? Like. You know, these ads that are popping up all over and they've been around for years. It's like, get a career in tech, no experience required. 
<laughs> I, was, I was thinking about this yesterday and today. It's like, can you imagine, like, get a career in medicine, no experience required? It's like, like <laughs> eight-week course and suddenly you're a doctor? Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you invent Dr. Pepper and suddenly it, it, uh, it cures all ails, right? Right, um, you know, it, it's irresponsible is what it is. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. because of the rapid expansion of, uh, you know, of, of the web and, and, and mobile and all the things that we now have to build software for, we just didn't have enough labor and we had to mm -hmm. get people in there doing something because just to meet the demand. Um, and I think that's still definitely. doing that today, right? We're still doing it. And I think that's done a bit of disservice to the discipline as a professional part of any organization, because, mm -hmm. you know, there's one, there's not enough people who've been doing it long enough to really know what they're doing to lead those new folks. Uh, we still are the people who have been doing it long enough are still you know, kind of grasping at how do we make sure we're providing business value? Uh, the business likes to go fast. Yep. Right. And, and, you know, I've been, I've been to places that say, let's go fast. I've been to places to say, we're not, we, we don't move fast here, but everybody wants fast, right? There's a problem. How can I fix this and get it off my plate as soon as possible? Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, if you think about our, our process and kind of the work that we do, it's not necessarily a, a fast, uh, you know, it, I don't know the, how compatible that is, you know, the, the work that design wants to do, the work that design currently is kind of structured to do. I don't know how compatible that is with quote fast, right? Even if it's the perceived notion or, or uh, you know, a perception of what fast is. And it kind of makes me wonder if, you know, the, the next evolution of this is, uh, you know, maybe are, are there aspects of the work that we should do that should be brought back into that that uh, traditional role of of research and design, or I guess it'd be research and development, but maybe there should be research and design, right, as part of that, like research, design, and development, so that instead of um, some of our processes, which everybody is, you know, you know, I'm sure you've run across this. I certainly have of. Hey, let's get design in here to help us, you know, uh, guide where we should go with this. So how long is it going to take? Well, if you want that kind of, you know, information, if you want that kind of risk mitigation, that's going to take you eight weeks. And people are like, what, what? Like I was thinking yeah. a week, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that I've run into that everywhere I have worked of like, that's cool. Can you do it in half the time or even like a quarter of the time? Yeah. And, and so I kind of wonder if, if maybe just been inspired by what you had to say, maybe some of our evolution is, is we need to rethink where we are in, in, in the, so not all of it, but, but some of it in where we are in the organization. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I, I think of it as, you know, a lot of businesses just want design diet pills. You know, they don't want to change their behavior. They just want, a quick solution. And that's part, you know, ingrained in society. And I'm not going to get on that soapbox. It's interesting to see an organization. And you know, so we are currently onboarding. Um, it's a, it's a new client to us, financial services client with, you know, they're, they're very large. You've definitely heard of them um, who came to us in December and said, Hey, I have this project. We want to try to launch mid February. And it's a simple thing, little proof of concept thing. You know, we can get it done pretty quickly. He's like, okay, that's great. 
And then here we are at the end of February and we just got all the paperwork done to get project approval internally. And I'm not picking on this organization. It's just an example. We've seen it across many, many organizations. They say they want to move fast. They're, you know, they balk when you say it's going to take eight weeks to do something, but then it takes them 12 weeks to get the paperwork done. And the irony in that I think is, is worth a little, uh, a little investigation. Let's put that on the table and poke at it for another day. Well, I think some of that has to do with, you know, for them, that time that, that they're taking, that's tradition. Right. Right. So it's, it's always taken this long. Like, of course it takes two, 12 yeah. weeks. That's just, <laughs> that's how we, we run around things, but yeah, you're right. They, then we come in as the shiny new org that, that's supposed to move quote, you know, faster or faster. Uh, but that's, there is very much a disconnect of, of the, expectation versus the reality when it comes to time. And I, I actually do think that that's, that's a big part of the resistance in, in design. Yeah. Well, uh, my, my, my point with that is that everyone in that chain of procurement said, Oh yeah, we can get this done in a couple of days. Like everyone <laughs> said they could do it faster, but yet it doesn't get done faster just because sometimes that's the pace things move. And we just have to understand that, okay, some organizations move faster than others for sure, but sometimes they just, things just take time and that's natural. Yeah. So I, I guess circling back to the, the question from the top of the show is what's different about the organizations who are doing it well? Like you've seen, I, I know for a fact from our, all of our conversations, when you're working with Envision, you saw behind the scenes at a lot of different organizations. So what, what do you see as some of the common threads for the organizations that, that are doing it uh, not perfectly, no one does it perfectly, but are doing it well? I think the, the key there is or, or are uh, relationships it, and it's, it's not always, you know, my, my go-to answer for that before reflection would have been executive sponsorship. And, and that's, that is actually, that's a, it's a pretty big factor. I've, I've worked in a design org that had wonderful executive sponsorship and then halfway through my tenure there, uh, that sponsorship got a job somewhere else. Um, and uh, they, uh, <clears throat> the new executive sponsor, you know, just had no, no clue what to do with this, like what design was, no clue how to even really think about it. Just they, they flat out were not wired in that way to, yeah. to think about that, that type of work. And so the program definitely suffered. And uh, I mean, you know, morale, even from the top down, uh, took a hit because of it. And yeah. uh, so that that is one factor. But I think those places where design is healthy, they, they were able to get to outcomes that the business appreciated. I yeah. think that's where I've seen the the most successful programs. So is that because uh, they, they just asked better questions or they involved more people in the process? Like what was it that, that helped them achieve a, you know, a, a relevant or, or a business outcome that was really relevant to those high level stakeholders? I feel like I've seen success where design didn't just say, Hey, we're, you know, move over. <clears throat> um, we're, um, you know, we're taking this chair in the middle and we're just going to boom, insert ourselves I think it's where there's an active relationship, not just with, you know, the three-legged stool, you know, uh, metaphor, 
but in all facets of the business, right? That they're, the, the design leader had a relationship with um, the, the leaders in all the lines of business that they were related to, uh, you know, compliance, risk, marketing, content strategy or content, which is sometimes separate, um, even in, in like business architecture. So, so facets of the organization that, you know, were at like a, a kernel level to the, like how the whole thing just works. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people be successful there is, is, and I don't mean relationships of just like, Hey, we're good friends. Uh, I mean, you know, developing empathy, developing knowledge about how those functions work and a deep understanding of how a design decision or decision made from the work of design could have a butterfly impact within the organization. Right. Right. Uh, and then of course, you know, digital first, it, it, I think it helps in those organizations where the leadership is just either aware or used to design being around. Um, but I, I say that with a kind of caveat of that's not always the case. I've also worked at some digital first places or a place um, that actually did not believe in design as much as you'd think it would, uh, especially research. And um, which <laughs> now they get, then I think about it, it kind of circles back to the trust. It, uh, it turns out they didn't really believe in design research because in the past research initiatives would, would take months and months and months. And the outcome that they got to was no different than the outcome or, or the, like the hypothesis hadn't really uh, changed, you know, based on, on uh, the, the research. And so over time, the company just got used to, well, we don't need to do that because we, we seem to already have a, uh, you know, a sense of what we need to do. Like we, we have our, our finger on the pulse of the industry. And, and so thanks, but no thanks on, on, you know, all the type of research activities that you might do to validate our thinking. Right. We're already validated. Yeah. It's interesting that there's, there's some organizational behavior and this is kind of getting into like, uh, you know, social psychology and, and, you know, how do groups of people make decisions that benefit the entire group or certain parts of it. And one of the things that, that I, I've seen interestingly be effective, and I think you and I talked about this a little bit, is just removing that word design from the conversation. Mm -hmm. Just don't, because there's so much meaning uh, and, and different meanings for different people in that word design that if we can remove that and talk about the actual activity, what is the actual thing that we're going to be doing today? Today, we're going to be looking at uh, we're going to be doing, you know, color theory, or we're going to look at some workflows. Uh, we're going to look at uh, usability tests for various things and just re completely remove the word design from the conversation so that it, it doesn't get charged with all these preconceived notions about what it is and isn't. A good friend of mine that I worked with um, at IBM, he was moved <clears throat> uh, as, as IBM does like every, you know, six months to a year, whenever organization that you're a part of kind of gets exploded and then you get brought back into like a new version of that organization. Mm. And so he, uh, he was a part of, of that, you know, kind of movement where there was a, a brand new unit made of the 
parts and pieces of, of other groups. And all of a sudden there were these 500 people that were working together that in a lot of cases had not worked ever, you know, together before. And so they tried to do, um, Hey, let's, let's get in, uh, you know, uh, a large room and uh, not everybody, but a good chunk of, of folks. And let's work on the direction. Like, what, what do we do? Like we, we have a mission, how are we going to move forward? And so they said, we're going to do some design thinking activities. And that just like fell, uh, you know, <laughs> you say that's when the you know, widespread panic, right? Oh yeah. Pa panic, uh, just flat out. Nope. I'm not doing it. You know, I'm not, I'm not a, you're the designer. Yeah. You do your job. I'm going to do my job. Like just right. imagine all of the, the, the negative, uh, responses to that. And that's pretty much what they got. So they, um, so that fell uh, flat on its face and they, uh, regrouped and, and said, you know, what was the big deal? And it was, the everybody the, the word design triggered all these negative reactions and so yep. they took the exact same workshop kind of reconfigured some of the activities uh and they said we're going to come together and do a collaborative session to provide to create this the the future strategy or this the strategy here in our future roadmap right and everybody was like this is great yeah. And, and got almost like hundred percent participation, like, you know, just, and all they did was aside from, you know, some of the changes to some of the activities, but the big thing they did is they just took design out of uh, the, the event, right. You know, the, the word design out of the event. And so I, I think you're, you're right. You know, design now, unfortunately carries a, a little bit of stigma and, some of that actually is, hey, I don't come to you and say, let's do a coding workshop and, you know, let's everybody write code together or, uh, you know, whatever, you know, business architecture, compliance work, you know, and, and I think that's where design kind of gets a bit of a bad rep of, of like, oh, you, you want me to, you, you're just group thinking what you're supposed to be doing, what we pay you to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I imagine that there's certain, business people out there who um, if you went to them and said, Hey, we're going to have a pivot table session. Everyone bring your spreadsheets. <laughs> it, it, it could go over like a red balloon, right? And that's probably what it feels like when uh, people who have, you know, a, a design background go to business folks and say, Hey, we're going to do some design thinking workshops. Like it just sounds like a terrible way to spend their time. Yeah, I mean, I've I have um, I've worked with executives uh, at USAA and who we just said like what we what we did in the program um, and this was my work. Um, this is uh, Aaron Halber's work, uh, an amazing design leader. She put together this two day basically onboarding to uh, of of design you know thinking process, kind of explaining. Uh, like a version of the double diamond, all that kind of stuff to get mm -hmm. executives help onboard them, help introduce them to design. And, and part of this was that they would bring their ask uh, or our ask to them was bring a problem that is in front of you. And I remember uh, two design executives in the line of business that I was supporting uh, and, and they got through those two days uh, and uh, one of them like saw the light. You know, saw that within two days, 
he had a different perspective on how to think about the problem and also think about, you know, what's important to the customers. Mm -hmm. And I had like another leader in the same session, just look at this and be like, I don't know what this is, you know, what, why anybody would do this. This is not useful. Like this, the insights I'm getting out of this, I know from the 35 years I've been doing this work, you know, that that's, there's not a there, there essentially is what he was saying. So uh, interesting to kind of see the, you know, the the kind of day and night response to that, Uh, that same leader who was kind of like a a naysayer uh, in that session, we brought him back for a three day session with his team. Uh, leadership team to work on a, a different problem. And it was his leadership team that wanted to do this. They, they were curious and they saw the potential value in, in doing this work, uh, you know, got through those, those two or three days. And I want to say midway through when he heard his people talk back or play back, you know, kind of the results of this work, the synthesis of this work, and it had to do around, as I recall, personas and their needs, like need statements. And it just, that's all it took is a light bulb clicked is for him to, we went through this basically same activities, but he heard his people playing it back in, in, you know, in their, their language. language. Yeah. Um, but he also had that trust. Like if they're saying it, I trust those people. Right. Whereas I think some of the, the problem was, is when we were saying it or, or even himself saying it is, is the, the trust wasn't there. But, yeah. Because it was external. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I, I hadn't actually thought about that until, uh, until we just talked about it now. You and I had this conversation about what do companies need, right? They need to drive profit. They want to increase their profit and grow their market share. And there's two ways to drive profitability. You can increase your revenue or decrease your costs. And there are certain things that, that we know, uh, certain activities, certain types of research, certain deliverables that we know have a direct impact on increasing revenue or decreasing costs or both. So how do we map those things out in a way that the business people understand? And this is kind of a rhetorical question is it, we said a moment ago that you know, removing the word design from the process um, understanding more about the, the, the mindset that the business people enter the room with, you know, for, um, for empathy being one of the things that designers tend to hang their hat on. Like I see a lot of designers not having any for the business folks. And so what I'm getting to is how, how can we reframe the discipline and the activities that, we think of when we think about design into a way that the business people can understand by driving things they care about customer loyalty, satisfaction, lowering costs, growing revenue, growing market share, getting more awards and recognition and PR and social equity. Mm -hmm. How do we tie these activities directly to their outcomes, not our outcomes? Who cares how many wireframes you made? Is the customer happy? Did it Mm -hmm. grow revenue? Right. Were we able to uh, defend our position against a competitor because we now have a feature set that's better than theirs? Mm-hmm. How do we, how do we communicate in those terms? Well, I mean, right off the bat, and, and I know we've been talking about this as an industry for a, a, a while now, but obviously we we need a shared language, right? Yeah. And that doesn't mean I feel like we started out 
with, Hey, here's design. Here's our language. We'll teach it to you so that we can now, you know, interact. And the pendulum swung the other way of saying, Hey, wait a second. Uh, we're the, we're the new kids on the block. We need to learn y'all's language. Right. right. <laughs> um, yeah. And so there is a bit of where if whomever we, um, interact with kind of plug and play with we we've we need to be bilingual trilingual we've got we got to understand how they not just how they talk but uh you know what's what's important to them and and how do you talk about it in in their way right right um so that's not like and and that's uh you know kind of de facto i think now i think we've learned that lesson the other though is taking a page from being a, a studio owner and I still, I'm actually kind of surprised at how much uh, design does not market itself well. It doesn't package the services very well. Yeah. They they do, they'll, they'll say like, hey, we have product design and we have transformation or, you know, strategy, strategic design. But it, it you know, as you know, it it's, we've, we've got to get a lot more granular in that, right? So to even say, hey, if this is the type of problem that you're working on, um, and and then kind of let's define it. Is this something that you you're looking for like a quick hit? You know, just just like go go spend a day looking at this, synthesize, come back and just tell me you know what you found to because I got to go right. I don't have the time. Right. So I think there's there's the you know learn what we can and and provide whatever uh, uh, artifacts, documents, whatever that, that the business or whomever needs in order to be able to make um, a more informed decision. And sometimes that being more informed just literally means I spent four hours looking into something, you know, as opposed to I just learned about something in a meeting and now I got to actually make a decision about it now, right? Which happens yep. all the time. Yep. Um, so, so from that to... Hey, can you guys take the next two quarters and where is this heading in the next five years? Or, uh, you know, if we were to do this, this thing that it, like nobody's thinking about or is brand new to us, can you at least go see if someone would want to buy that or, you know, uh, use our whatever it is, service or product? And, and that then will help inform if we need to you know, really steer the ship on a, on a you know, not, not just a change speed or, or move one degree, but maybe we're moving 15 degrees, um, you know, type of thing. Yeah. We have to offer, um, you know, uh, services out to the business and not just package it up, which, you know, I've seen, I've seen some hesitation of people to do that at IBM for for better or for worse, they didn't want to kind of prescribe if this is what you're trying to do, these are the design thinking activities to do. And part of this, part of that was this belief that if we give people a list of things to do, they'll just do it to, you know, as like a checklist to say, I did the thing, I did the design thinking and this, so this is what it told me. And so this is how, you know, what we're going to do. Uh, and I I ate a salad for lunch. How come I didn't lose five pounds? (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So, which I, I, I get, but at the same time, you know, again, some, we got to lead people through this, right. You gotta, um, uh, 
this this is a uh, you know a, a guided walk through the woods, not a um, you know hey uh, there's there's two paths, uh, take one, see you when you get back type of thing. Right. Um, yeah. So 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 the other piece of that too uh, is marketing. You know, actually going out and selling your services uh, and and even marketing your success or even your activity, right? Uh, in some of the programs I worked with there, we go back to that trust thing. You had uh, lines of business that were getting a bill for design, uh, you know, whatever, every month, right? They were actually was having to come out of their budget, but they had no idea, like, what is this buying me? Other yeah, where, than where does this money go? Yeah. I know you've got 30 people, but are they actually doing anything? Like, what do they right. do? How would I even know if they're doing their job? And so something as simple as, uh, you know, like a monthly report that just says, hey, here's here's the teams we have. Here are the initiatives that we're working on. Here's how that maps to the strategic initiatives of the company. And here's like, a, here's some pictures of some of the work that we're doing. Sometimes that's pictures of, you know, workshop activities, you know, early research activities. Here's actually some, some screens like in, in their current form. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, here's where we are with those things. Um, that just goes a long way, long, long way. Like you, I don't think we, we appreciate like how much it helps when people get that repetitive email or, you know, report or whatever, that says, hey, here's here's what design at large is doing. Here's what's happening in the industry uh, relative, related to design and, and, and amazing outcomes. Right. Here's how that relates to the work that we could do. Here's an award that we we got for this work over here in another line of business. Um, you know, just all this stuff is so important. And this goes back to what I meant about how we have not really done a really good job of defining what design is. And, and, and in every program thus far that I have observed, uh, that is completely missing. Whereas if you go over to engineering or you go to like uh, um, uh, business competitive uh, intelligence, like all of those groups send out some multiple forms, I should say. Like they have an omni-channel strategy within the yep. enterprise to communicate what is going on in that part of the organization. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, design tumbleweeds. Some my best work is, isn't, isn't going to win a red dot award. It's not going to, you know, nobody's going to write a book about it. Um, but it was a, a weekly email newsletter for the IBM design program that went out globally. Uh, and uh, also the medium a publication that still exists designed at IBM to where we got people to write about the type of work that they're doing. Like, and those two things tied together, but I mean, that right. did a lot to help communicate what's going on. The other was at USA is I mentioned, you know, the type of reporting we started to put together monthly reports across all of the major, uh, you know, uh, businesses and then all of the activity that was going on in, in design. And as part of that, like, as you can imagine, you've got 50 design teams, three to four pages each, you know, all of a sudden you're putting together a 200 page book every, every month. Uh, so then we had to further create an executive version of that, right? Like a, here's a five, three to five page max version of this report that we learned needs to go into the executive's weekend packet, 
right? So that when a lot of, uh, especially your C-suite people, when they leave for the weekend, their admins are putting together this packet that they take home. And while they've got, quote, time off, they're actually reading these reports, these things, yep. you know, that, digest. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, that moved the needle. Right. And that's, those are activities I actually don't see uh, a lot of organizations, uh, you know, doing and, and for sure not uh, devoting uh, resources to it. And, and I think that's true, whether you are uh, an external agency who's helping an organization or whether you're an internal group who's supporting mm -hmm. those functions within the organization. Yes. Uh, and, and certainly, you know, if there's a hybrid there, if there's you know, an internal group who has, who's been charged with, you know, customer experience or, or user experience or whatever it's called, you know, there's, there's obviously a bunch of people who are working on that and some communication to the, the teams that they're directly intersecting with obviously is important, but communication with the teams that are maybe, you know, three units away. Like, what are they doing over there in building C? I don't know what's going on over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that communication, I think, is, is definitely critical. And going back to you know, what you said just before that about terminology and the language, communicating in that language. So, you know, maybe designers need to, uh, uh, you know, eat some of their own dog food and like be empathetic towards, you know, not the end user. I mean, also the end user, but to you know, their stakeholders and try to understand the language that they communicate in and actually do some design thinking on your own stuff. What was that yeah. thing that we did? Didn't we do it? We did a thing at some conference a long time ago about, you know, you need to read, you need to redesign your design thinking. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and that was what, five, six years ago. And we're still having this conversation. So, Hey, designers, you know, get your act together. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. I'm thinking about some of the times where one of my first you know, tasks should have been putting together a stakeholder map yeah. and, and even creating um, some form of, of empathy maps, right. Just to really better understand folks as opposed to what I did, which was just set up a bunch of meetings, right. Yeah. Which would have been, which also too would have been fine, but I didn't, I didn't take the additional step of using the tools that I have as a designer to map that out. And, and, you know, I, I raise my hand. I'm just as guilty of that as the some of the groups that I have helped facilitate sessions, where uh, you know it's like, hey, your design system failed, or you know, you as a design program are are needing help. People's even with your shiny new deck that explains your process, people still don't understand who who you are, what you do, right? And <laughs> Which is and so you know, we we would work with them and let's do a stakeholder map, find out like who. Who are you dealing with? What do they do? What's their roles, their responsibilities, all that? Okay, identifying those people, bring them into the room and facilitate another workshop where it's like, hey, let's take a look at the, the process of taking an idea to an actual you know, deployed product or service. Mm -hmm. uh, and just doing some of these things where, where you're, you're collaborating on and, and, and even defining like what is the as is uh, and doing that on cross-functional teams I got to tell you, Jay, I could probably, if I could find a way to do that all day long for the rest of my life, I feel like that when you expose things visually, uh, you expose problems. Um, and, and a lot of those problems are largely because people failed to communicate in some way. Mm -hmm. 
And then the good that comes out of that, when then you guide them to co-create a new process together. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then the last step would be, okay, what are you going to do about it tomorrow? What are you going to do about it next week? What are you going to do about it next month? You know, like mm -hmm. just actually make a plan. Uh, that, that's actually where design, uh, you know, could be, should be, you know, uh, probably changing hearts and minds, right? Um, winning a lot of trust, but also just fundamentally doing good within the organization. Yeah. Man, I know we could talk about this stuff for, for days on end. Uh, <laughs> we we got to stop somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just to recap, the, the organizations that are doing it well, they communicate, they understand each other. They, um, the, 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 the design function people on that, on that team take the time to understand the business people, the way that they talk, the way that they, you know, what is motivating the project in the first place um, and strive to achieve business outcomes. It's not about the colors you use or the perfect spacing on, you know, and all those elements in the navigation. It's about, does this actually um, hit a measurable goal and understanding what that measurable goal is and then communicating your efforts back to those business teams about your progress towards that goal. All right, let's wrap it there. Greg, pleasure as always to chat with you. Uh, looking forward to the next time we can get together and uh, uh, best of luck in, in all your endeavors. Thanks, you too. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> all right, take care. That's it for today. Design Driven is brought to you by Nine Labs, guiding innovators and product teams through executing their vision. Find out how they can help improve your digital products at ninelabs.com. Have comments, questions, or an idea you'd like us to cover? Point your browser to designdriven.biz and click Contact Us at the top of your screen. We'd love to hear from you. Tell your friends and colleagues about the Design Driven Pod. Post on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or send them an email and tell them to go to designdriven.biz or wherever they find their podcasts. Until next time, remember what Thomas Watson, founder of IBM, said. Good design is good business.